Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Raj Kalia. It is Monday, January 8th, 2024. Hope you're all doing well, staying warm, and had a great weekend. As always, thank you for listening in and tuning in to the latest NFL content that I usually roll out from time to time, and uh, in today's episode, I want to recap the conclusion of the NFL regular season, and uh, just give some thoughts and takeaways, as well as what to look ahead forward to as we are gearing up for NFL postseason football, obviously the Super Wild Card weekend, uh, which should be fun um, in itself, so a lot to look forward to, and I do hope to break down give you my full previews and breakdowns of every single game that'll be taking place um, in Super Wildcard Weekend, and I'll give you my thoughts, keys to victory for to the team itself, and, and then some. So don't miss that when I do roll that out uh, sometime this week, hopefully. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, obviously, you look at the NFL season itself, quite a bit of a things, you know, took place, you know, obviously individual players, teams, a lot of things have shaped this season. Obviously, injuries have been a huge part of it, and that definitely has changed, you know, the complexity and the look of some of these teams down the stretch, and so a lot uh, of things came out of this regular season that were really interesting, obviously a lot to look forward to the offseason, but going back to some of these teams that started the season on a high note. Um, and some teams have really finished and faltered down the stretch. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do this offseason and to kind of tackle that and get back on track. So let's get started with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who took, took on the Baltimore Ravens this on Saturday. Obviously, the Ravens had already locked up the number one seed a week ago, um, so the Ravens really didn't have much to play for. Um, you know, so you got Tyler Huntley who got some action in there. The Steelers, uh, once again, rode a strong run game and a turnover-free game from Mason Rudolph, uh, where he defied Deontay Johnson for a big touchdown pass. And the Steelers played solid defense all the way through for the, for the most part. Um, it's rare to see the Steelers obviously sweep the Ravens because that's something that doesn't really happen, but... It was a game that was close, so it was tight, uh, but the Steelers got that go-ahead touchdown that they needed uh, to win eventually, and TJ Watt unfortunately suffered an injury, which looks like an MCL sprain, so the Steelers, uh, once again, they continue to kind of defy whatever I keep on predicting. They continue to win and win big, and they, as a result, um, one of those unlikely teams that you expected to make it to the playoffs, so they are in um, as it stands. And so I'll get to why that ultimately happened and why the Steelers are in. Uh, but man, what a job by Mike Tomlin and this uh, change of philosophy and the offense as the run game. That's been a big reason why they've made it now into the, the wild card weekend next week. Um, so you had that happen. It was a game on Saturday night between the Texans and the Colts. Two teams that have had unbelievable seasons. 
rookie head coaches, obviously Shane Steichen, D'Amico Ryans, and both teams ran after it. It was a win and in uh, stakes matchup, and the Houston Texans pulled it out 23-19. to I mean, what a game between both teams. Obviously, you look at what the Colts have been able to do this season. Obviously, with Richardson going down, Gardner Minshew stepping up. Uh, how about C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans? Unbelievable together in terms of, like, their chemistry. And this Texas team rallied. Uh, obviously, Stroud being back, obviously, was a huge thing, right? Last few weeks or so, having him back in the lineup. Saw this offense elevate, right? Nico Collins had a big game. And how about... Some of these third-down conversions that Stroud had. He made some big-time plays when he had to, and he led that important drive in the fourth quarter, which really helped the Texans get ahead. Now, that they have a missed PAT, and the Colts actually drove the ball down the field pretty well. John Taylor had a monster game on the ground, um, and on a fourth-and-one play, the Colts decided to throw a little option out to the backfield, and Minshew threw a little bit behind Goodson. Um, and the Colts have done some of this throughout the season. They like to kind of get their uh, running backs the ball in the backfield or on an option thing. The timing, although, just wasn't there. The catch wasn't made. And unfortunately, on a fourth and one play, you expected maybe the Colts to kind of feed the ball again to Taylor. That didn't happen. So something that they could have been done a little bit better execution-wise. But all in all, it was a good, good game that the Texans had a lead. The Colts battled back. Um, and it ultimately kind of came down to a couple of, a couple of key moments and the Colts just weren't able to get it done. But Shane Sexton's got a lot going for him. The team did, you know, impress a lot quite a bit. And Taylor, um, you know, obviously got the contract, played well. Uh, there are some good pieces in Indianapolis that they can kind of continue to build forward on this team. So they got a bright future. Uh, but the Texans were able to win this showdown and the Texans now will be... Uh, in the playoffs, and that was something that I did not think was going to happen. I thought it was going to be something that was going to take some time, and ultimately it happened. You know, it, it happened in the most unlikely way of, uh, of things because you kind of saw throughout the season, right, you saw this, this Texans team compete, and then they needed some big-time quarterback in play, and Stroud did that, like, big time. And that's what it takes, right? If you have a quarterback, if you have someone that you try to incorporate certain things around, Things fall into play, and Stroud has looked every bit of a franchise quarterback in his first year. Obviously, there's still a lot of football in his career to go, um, but he definitely has impressed this season. Um, and obviously, you see his leadership, you see his style of play. You know, it's been pretty pretty solid for the most part, um, and that's what you need from your quarterback. So, hats off to the, the Texans for getting getting the victory there. Um, you had the Bengals finish their season on a positive note, you know, finishing 9-8 and eight, uh, with Jake Browning leading the Browns. Uh, the Browns obviously wrestling most of their starters, so not much of a contest anyways. But for the Bengals, obviously, they had a tough season, right, with Joe Burrow going down. They were in the mix for it a little bit here and there. But Jake Browning uh, was a nice story, did some nice things. And he did enough, I think, in my opinion, uh, to kind of be their quarterback or back quarterback next season. So that's a big thing, right? Because um, Joe Burrow's durability and his health was a big thing, right? It's not the play calling itself. So all in all, the Bengals finished out on a positive note. He's getting a win at the end of the season. Um, and you expect to see Cleveland obviously be at full strength next week, um, which they will most likely 
be playing at the Texans, it looks like. Um, so, a lot to be excited about for, for Cleveland. Obviously, they were hoping to have Deshaun Watson right, and things obviously didn't work out that way. But they've been able to rally. They've been able to rally big time. Um, and that's what you need. You just need to be able to do that. So, Cleveland uh, definitely got a shot. And Joe Flacco's going to obviously have to kind of dial back some of those old times he used to play if he, the, the Browns expect to win in advance um, after Super Walker weekend. So you had that took place. Um, the Buccaneers clinched the NFC South with a 9 nothing win over the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, the NFC South was at stake. Um, and the Buccaneers didn't leave any, any room for doubt. Their defense and their offense did just enough to beat Carolina, uh, which Carolina's had a rough season. Bryce Young hasn't looked that great, right? And he hopes that the next coach that comes in for the Panthers is able to kind of change things around for them because they, they need a, a, a new, a, they need some new energy, they need a new coach, they need some better personnel decisions that they want to be able to make sure that Bryce Young has a better sophomore campaign. Baker Mayfield has been pretty good. The Buccaneers have had a solid season. They battle there was a little adversity early in the season where they played solid well. Their defense was a big reason why they won this game, and they'll be hosting a you know a playoff game next week, which is big, big time for them. Um, which they did obviously a, a year or so ago as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do fare because they got an offense that's pretty explosive and they can get it going consistently, right? And they look to be, to be playing much better football. Um, recently, so they got a, a good shot to, to get it done. Um, if they, you know, play play well, the point maker Mayfield kind of uh, does this thing. Uh, the Lions were playing for the number two seed. They did get the win over the Minnesota Vikings, thirty to twenty. Uh, Jared Goff played well. Ultimately, the Lions will be the three seed, and you know, they they also played well. Most of their starters showed up. Obviously, the biggest thing from this game was that Sam Laporta, their tight end, um, unfortunately came away with an injury, and his status is kind of questionable now for next week. Um, but Sam Laporta has been a big part of this Lions offense. He's had the most of the receptions by a tight end in his first rookie season in the NFL history. Um, so we'll see if Laporta does play next week or not, but the Lions uh, played well. They're obviously division champions, and all the eyes turned to them hosting their first home playoff game in almost 20 plus, 30 plus years. So it's going to be a rocking environment and I'll get to um, what that matchup will look like for them um, in coming days. But hats off to the, to the Lions. So the Vikings have been a tough season. Obviously with the quarterback carousel they've had since Kirk Cousins went down. Hasn't been easy, but the Vikings have a lot of decisions to make this offseason with Kirk Cousins, right? And bringing him back, possibly Justin, Justin Jefferson, obviously the contract, getting paid. Um, a lot of questions that they have to answer um, in itself, but you know, the Lions obviously the, uh, are a team that um, has a chance, right? And they just um, you just kind of want to see they can kind of get over the hump now and, and win a playoff game at home, which they haven't had in a long time. So that'll be a lot of things, a lot of, you know, hype around that in itself. The Jets finally snapped their 15-game losing streak to the Patriots, uh, winning 17-3. to 
obviously it's been well documented of how the Jets have struggled against the Patriots. It was a snowy game in New England. Obviously, the Jets did a better job in terms of their run game and uh, doing just that. It was, it was a snowy game, obviously, where the conditions were a factor. So, Jets defense kind of took, had some takeaways. Um, you know, you saw Brees Hall have a monster game, I think 178 yards or so rushing, touchdown towards the end. Um, so, the Jets finished on a positive note this season. Obviously, not this is they expected, right? They wanted to make the playoffs. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers going down. It was tough early on with Zach Wilson, obviously, being in there. Things didn't improve. So it was a tough season for the Jets in the sense that, you know, they had a lot of hope and expectations, and obviously that drought for the playoffs will continue. But they ended on a positive note this season, um, getting a win in New England for the Patriots. You know, there's been a lot of speculation reports that Bill Belichick is playing his final game you know, in New England, and time will tell if that's the case or not, but uh, it was, a, it was a, a long time coming for the Jets to win one of these games against the Patriots, and so should be interesting to see how the Jets kind of uh, attack this offseason, because they got a couple of decisions with free agents, they have to kind of either resign or reshuffle a little bit, so um, there's that, and yes, I know people will say the draft position for the Jets is now more tougher, because they gave the Patriots, you know, a loss. The Patriots have a top five pick, they have a top ten pick. Um, so the Jets at this point, obviously, you just want to see what type of talent they can kind of continue to keep around Aaron Rodgers. And there's going to be a lot of flexibility, I'm sure, here and there with contracts and things like that. So I think they'll still be able to address some pieces here and there, even if they don't have a top ten pick. Well, they, they might, depending on how the order shakes out itself. But Patriots have a lot of decisions to make, right? They want to... Do they want to go in a new direction? Do they want a new quarterback? What do they do with the quarterback on the, on the current roster? They got a lot of decisions in New England. So something they haven't had to do in, in quite some time. So there's that. Um, you look at some of the other things that took place in Week 17, or Week, week 18 the regular season. Uh, the Saints finished with a 9-8 record, beating the Atlanta Falcons 48-17. to Obviously, the Saints were a team up and down all season long. They finished on a strong note. Derek Carpenter's on a strong note, but if he had some better performances early in the season, the Saints might have been in the playoffs. Um, Dennis Allen obviously had took some heat, obviously, after the Saints scored a late touchdown, which kind of knocked, uh, kind of, you know, made the Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith uh, upset and, you know, after the game or so, but Arthur Smith is now officially gone as Atlanta Falcons head coach, and you know, the Atlanta Falcons obviously were a team that had a lot of expectations. Uh, they obviously have missed on the quarterbacks in the past. And they've got a lot of decisions to make at the quarterback position. Because this offense underperformed. This team underperformed. They lost a lot of close games under Arthur Smith. And change was coming for them in itself. So, uh, the Saints, like I said, they, they finished on a strong note. They could have been better. Injuries were a factor, sure. But, you know, you look at it, they could have been a going to have been a better team early in the season. They could have won some games that they lost ultimately. Um, so Derek Carr's got a lot to kind of get back on track in, in ne- next season. Obviously, some things didn't go his way. So he's got to, got to improve and play better against better competition, in my opinion. Uh, next season, the Saints want to be able to challenge the Bucks or even any other team in the end of the South, for that matter. The Tennessee Titans pulled off a huge upset. Um, over the Jacksonville Jaguars, ending the Jacksonville Jaguars playoff hopes, which is why the Steelers are in the playoffs. 
the Jaguars were a team that was eight and three. They lost obviously a lot, uh, you know, almost four out of five, five out of six games down the stretch. Um, I mean, Mike Rabel and this Tennessee Titans team was scrappy. Derrick Henry obviously had a humongous game on the ground. Um, they just really played solid football. You know, they made it tough for the Jacksonville Jaguars to score. And the Jaguars had their chances. They had their chances in this game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was stopped short of the goal line on a fourth down and play where he kind of called his own number on a draw play. Uh, and then they got the ball back, but they couldn't, you know, they had turnover on down. So Tennessee fought. They played well. Mike Rabel's status as head coach remains to be seen. But Derrick Henry, based on how he played and his comments after the game, Derrick Henry may or may not be there back next season, you know, and the thing to watch is now what, what happens there, right, ultimately with, with, with Rabel and this team. It kind of seems like Will Levis obviously is the future there. He will probably be somebody that they're going to have to uh, go about and try to get him to, you know, give him a chance to play more, you know, himself. So a lot to uh, look forward to in terms of, what the things would look like. But for the Jaguars, I mean, they just had a, a, just a, a big drop-off. And they lost some games that they could have won. And Trevor Lawrence had a couple of injuries. Uh, Christian Kirk had an injury or so. Uh, the Jaguars just did not play good football down the stretch. They had too many turnovers. Uh, they had some inconsistent play. They kind of fell into some early holes. Um, and they just never gelled. The way they were looking in the first first part of the season, they never really captured that back. And it was shocking to see them kind of drop off this way um, in terms of how they played because they had won some big games and then they just kind of didn't close out the games as much as they had. They, the, the running game struggled. The defense had some issues. And Doug Peterson, um, there were just some things that he could have done better, in my, in my opinion, with some of the talent, some of the depth that they've tested uh, that kind of ultimately hurt their chances, and which is why they're out of the playoffs now. And the Texans um, won the AFC South because of that. So that was huge, right? Um, Seattle got the win over the Arizona Cardinals, 21 to 20. There's a missed field goal by the Cardinals kicker at the end. Uh, the Seahawks Hawks were also one of those teams that had a promising start to the season, and. Um, they didn't get it done. You know, they ultimately finished with a winning record, but they lost some key games that they could have won. Geno Smith obviously had some struggles. The injuries were there. The Seattle Seahawks team had a, lot of, had a lot of promise, but, you know, the young players, young players on defense, but they couldn't get it together. They had to, and that's why they ended up losing uh, on the playoff picture in the entirety. I mean, they, they, they did their part to win. But obviously the scenario was that the Packers lost and they would have got in. That didn't happen, per se, right? So uh, Pete Carroll has been there for a long time. He's had a lot of success. Remains to be seen how long he'll coach more. But um, how long you look at it, um, the Cardinals, they obviously had a tough season with Kyler Murray obviously coming back late in the season, right? And um, the Cardinals showed some promise. They had some upset wins, right? Uh, Jonathan Gannon, first year head coach, you know, did some things that are positive. Um, so the Cardinals have some decisions to make as well. Obviously, Kyler Murray is their franchise quarterback. They want to obviously have they have to give him better talent. That's the big thing for the Arizona Cardinals is to get him better talent. He's got to play at a high level and remain 
you know, available because he's been injury prone a little bit here and there, and wear and tear has been a has been a constant thing with him. So it's about time that the Cardinals address that wide receiving room, um, and they have to get some other things right in terms of their like personnel because that's going to be a big thing for them if they want to be able to kind of get things back on track in itself. I think that's that's going to be a huge part, a huge thing to kind of watch um, going forward is how, how do they kind of keep building talent around, um, you know, Kyler Murray in itself. So I think that's that's going to be huge. Uh, the Packers clinched the playoff spot with a 17-9 win over the Chicago Bears. Aaron Jones had a nice game, loved through two touchdowns. Packers had 403 yards of offense. The Bears just struggled quite a bit to put the ball in the end zone. And Justin Fields had talked a little bit, you know, trying to hype this matchup a little bit for himself. But he once again is winless again against the Packers. So, you know, was it good for him to open his mouth before this week's game? I don't know. Um, but he did play better, you know, down the stretch of this season a little bit. Um, whether he remains the Chicago starting quarterback next year remains to be seen because... The Bears have a number one pick. They've got other capital that they could use. And so Matt Eberflus, right, you wonder if he'll remain as coach or not. It seems like he might. Uh, but the Bears have a lot of decisions to make with the capital they have, with the quarterback decision. They have a lot to kind of figure out, especially on defense as well. And so the Packers give credit to Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur. They really came out and played solid football for the most part, right? You know, you saw a number of good things from the Packers this season. They did battle through some adversity. They had some struggles. Um, but they, they persevered. This team got better and better as the season went on and they find themselves now, you know, going to be on, on, on the on the road for the playoffs to start. So the Packers took care of business. They did their, you know, they did their best to finish strong and you know, they are more healthier, you know, they're, you know, full arsenal of weapons and kind of want to see now what Jordan Love is going to do now because, you know, he's, he's come out and he's been able to do some nice things with his offense in his first season. He's done enough to earn another another season with the Packers, it feels like. And that's what going to be what to watch. His performance in the playoffs will, will be a, a big thing to kind of be a factor, I'm sure, for next year as well. Uh, Kansas City rested most of their starters, but they still beat the Chargers 13-12. to There was a defensive score by Mike Edwards, the defensive player for the Chiefs. Um, you know, all in all, like I said, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, they rested. Andy Reid obviously has been here and done a number of things. And the Chiefs obviously continue to win against their division, right? They've been so dominant. Division. Yes, they lost a couple of games to their division foes this year, but the Chiefs have won the AFC West for like, I think it's been nine straight years or so. Um, they get a home playoff game, and all eyes will be to see if this Chiefs offense can replicate something with what they looked last year, um, as they will be tested, no doubt. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, obviously, uh, with all the things that kind of shifted around the AFC a little bit this year, with the, the seeding and stuff, um, should be interesting to watch how they how they do perform. Uh, you had the Cowboys beat the Commanders on the road, 
with the NFC's title. Uh, Dak Prescott threw four touchdown passes. The team itself looked really solid for the most part, getting a couple of scores here and there. And the Cowboys obviously finished on a strong note. Now the question is, can they keep it up next week at home when they've had they've been undefeated at home they had a long win streak or so that's going to be the real challenge um is to see what what type of uh team do you get in, in dallas next week right because that's that's kind of the thing to watch here a little bit is you know we've seen dallas be successful in the regular season it's all the postseason now you know they won the number two seed so now are they going to take advantage of that and you know make make a run at it will be a, will be a big thing to watch the Eagles um, lost to the Giants. And about time the Giants have finally broken this four or five game losing against the Eagles. They got Brian Dable his first win against Philadelphia. The Eagles obviously tried to play uh, for that you know, NFC East seeding itself. And how about the Giants finishing out on a strong note? Tyrod Taylor and Saquon took care of a lot of things in this game early on. They you know, really took it to the Eagles team itself. Um, and the Giants had pretty much put towards a, a sizable lead in the first half um, with Saquon running it. And, you know, um, you know Saquon did his thing, right? And Tyrod Taylor battled through some, a little bit of an injury or so, and he played well. Um, so it was nice to see the Giants finish on a strong note this year because, Obviously, they've had their struggles and um, they showed something big time in terms of just, you know, rallying, finishing strong on a stronger note. Um, the Eagles, like I said, they got a little bit banged up in this game with Hurts having a little bit of an injury and then Brown going down with a knee sprain. So uh, there's that. And then obviously, a couple of injuries. The Eagles are banged up and, it, you know, Obviously, the start running kind of did the right thing by pulling them at halftime or so. Um, so, all in all, the Giants at least got back on the Eagles after you know losing that close game in Philadelphia couple weeks ago. And so, the Giants are um, hoping to have obviously Jones back next year and Brian Dable. We hope he gets another season at it. And this defense has some things to figure out, but their offense as well. You know, Saquon, you kind of wonder if this was his final game as a Giant or not. I hope he is able to stay and be there long term. Uh, but time will tell what the Giants do ultimately with the decisions that they have um, in the run game and, and all that. You know, so uh, remains to be seen how, how things will shape out ultimately, um, you know, and, and going itself. So. It remains to be seen. I think that important thing is that you know how do they kind of evaluate their roster and talent. You know the wide receiving corps itself. Um, that's going to be the thing to kind of watch going forward. Is you know what happens there. But Philadelphia, I mean, they they definitely are banged up. Um, and you know how healthy will they be going into next season remains to be seen. I mean it's. It's going to be uh, really interesting to see what happens there ultimately, um, because you know they were the defending NFC champions of last year. They're playing a, a game on the road now to start the playoffs, and their road back to the playoffs, Super Bowl itself is going to be hard. So 
you know, they have their work cut off of them. They have to really play well. And Jalen Hurts has got to find something. Jalen has got to find something if they want to turn it around. Uh, we have the Chargers, or Chargers, the Los Angeles Rams, who beat the Niners 21-20. Obviously, it's a game that most of the backups played on both sides, but the, Char- but the Rams got the victory 21-20. Obviously, Darnold and Wentz kind of went at it, and Carson Wentz did play well for the most part. A couple of touchdown passes. How about, you know, Nakua breaking the records you know, for the wide receiver or so? Um, I think rookie wide receiver. Uh, so it's been a sensational season uh, for the Rams. They just came and they really surprised, surprised and did a lot of things this season where they are set up now uh, to play a playoff game on the road. and give credit to Sean McVay and the staff for getting it done. For the Niners, you know, they had number one, they already clinched, and now all eyes kind of focus on, you know, how well will McCaffrey look, you know, can Brock Purdy keep it going, you know, will Shanahan have things dialed up. It's going to be interesting to watch what the Niners do, ultimately, because they have, you know, they have the seed, and they have the number one seed with what they wanted last year, and now the question is, can they, you know, can they close the deal? Can they make it all the way to the Super Bowl with this number one seed? And same thing for the Baltimore Ravens, right? Number one seeds have had that history or so, and and you want to see if these two teams are going to be able to kind of take a, take advantage and get to the maybe able to host a conference championship game when it's all said and done. Uh, and then the final game, or another game before I get to the final game, uh, obviously the Broncos and Raiders played, and the Raiders got the victory. Tony Pierce has shown a lot as as an interim head coach for the for the Raiders in this period. It would be nice to see him get an opportunity next season to bring the bring it back. Obviously, Adams is a question to see if he remains there in the future or not. But for the most part, the you know the Raiders have some nice pieces. They got nice personnel. You just kind of want to see now if they're going to take advantage of that personnel or not, and which coach ultimately ends up there being there. Denver, same thing. They got to figure out the quarterback, which they haven't gotten right for a very long time. They've got to make decisions on, on their roster, their cap thing. So Sean Payton, he's got a lot of decisions to make itself. Russell Wilson's future, obviously, in the balance as well. So there's a lot to figure out for both teams, um, ultimately with personnel, with coaching changes, uh, or, you know, things like that. So it's going to be interesting to watch what ultimately happens there in that aspect because that will go a long way in deciding what, what these two teams look for, you know, look like uh, next season. And then the final game I want to get to of the regular season was between the Buffalo Bills and the uh, Miami Dolphins. And um, a solid game. The Dolphins had played pretty well in the first half or so. They were banged up defensively with a lot of injuries. And the injuries definitely took a toll on the Dolphins, no doubt, um, as they weren't able to sustain their first half lead. And the Buffalo Bills have been playing hot football over the last month or so. Josh Allen... Once again, doing Josh Allen things, flinging the football. The punt return really uh, uh, changed everything for for the Buffalo Bills. And they found their momentum. Allen made some big plays. The running game made some big plays. And Tuba just made a couple of costly mistakes. Tyreek Hill put forth a good game, but it just wasn't enough. He got a little banged up here and there. Uh, all in all, like the Buffalo Bills just played this game to their style. They took advantage of the turnover that they got. And... Allen just did the thing that he does. He closed it out. He played well enough to, to, you know, wear and tear and make that Miami Dolphins defense get tired. And the Dolphins, as a result, now have to play on the road. And they lost the AFC East title as well to the Buffalo Bills, who won from the fourth year in a row. 
the Bills continue to surprise. They were looking so dead in the water, you know, a month or so ago, and then they just turned it on. And give McDermott credit, give Josh Allen credit, give their offensive coordinator Joe Brady credit as well, because that was a big part of their turnaround. So, all in all, a lot of exciting matchups with Florida Super Wild Card Weekend. I will preview those games when I get to it. Uh, it should be fun to analyze what happens in there and you know, which teams ultimately end up winning and advancing. But it's shaping out to be very interesting, a very super exciting, suspenseful Super Wild Card Weekend, which will feature a lot of interesting matchups, a lot of great storylines, and it's going to be fun to see which teams come out on top and really. Uh, go on, go on a run here as we get into the playoffs and, and get, you know, get the early gist of it starting next Saturday and Sunday, and actually the Monday wildcard game as well. So can't wait to break it all down. And as always, this is the place to check it out. So thank you for listening, and have a good day, guys. Take care.